don't need the most moral person there. Yeah, I just yeah. want a person who will listen to the people who will do the job. I don't care why you listen to the people, whether it's out of the goodness of your heart or whether it's out of expediency. As long as the outcome is you listen to the people. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. So welcome to another episode of the Alternative Budget Debate 2023, right? So I'm your host, Reggie, a.k.a. Your Chief Financial Coconut. And today I'm joined with uh, two very amazing people because uh, it is inevitable that we have to talk to them to talk about today's topic, right? So maybe we can start. Walid, introduce yourself. Hello. Hi, I am Walid and I am an assistant professor at NTU's Public Policy and Global Affairs Can you program. don't start like that? You start uh, like that, it cancels. Like, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> it's like, so I am a YouTuber? <laughs> Is that better? And a TikToker. Okay. Okay. TikToker. I, mean, I, I still feel a bit embarrassed to say that. Yeah, so yeah, so I have Tetare with Walid. Yeah, Singapore's yeah. number one political thank podcast. You, thank yes, you, thank uh, you. I mean, I'm, I'm happy to have been anointed as the top political pod- podcaster yes, yes. by I'm Reggie. I'm happy to have anointed you. Yes, yes. bless yes. you. Huh? Yes. <laughs> and we have Mark. No, it's an honor to have uh, been in the presence of you know, both of you. Hey, come on, you are the guy behind the no, I mean, the biggest okay. publication, so, the alternative pu- I, publication down there, like Pai say what? <laughs> okay, anyway, I'm, I'm Mark and I'm the, the founder and CEO of Rice Media. We are in um digital media platform based out of Singapore. Okay, we cover um you know perspectives, news, insights on contemporary culture across Singapore and some parts of Southeast Asia. Mm. Um Does yeah. your publication I mean, have a political platform? Or like a political slant. I want to be very, very careful about this. <laughs> um, of course you should. I mean, like, look, I mean, like, everyone has their own politics, mm. right? But, like, as a publication, we we don't have, you know, we, we're not, we don't have an ideology. Uh, we mm. don't have, like, a, I wouldn't say that we, 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 we lean a certain way. I think that that kind of echoes most of, like, uh, the people that you would meet here in Singapore, at least, you know, they, they would. Something we can get into later about how I think that, you know, Quite a lot of us are economic, economically left, but culturally right. No, but why sense. I ask that question, yeah. because uh, I'm quite sure everybody associate Rice Media as on the left. I think that if you kind of lose, you know, like that, that uh, if you if you want to import what we see in the, in the you know, in the US in terms of like how we define left and right. It started um, in France, by the way. Anyway, please. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, sure, sure. No, no, no. You yeah. can laugh, you know, it's okay. We no, are a relaxed show, you know. We are not theater with Wale, very serious one. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, but I, I guess like, you know, I like, guess the, the impression from that usually comes from the fact that we, as a publication or a platform, um, we, we try to, to, to shed light on areas of society yes. that might not receive enough coverage, yeah. but that might also, you know, um, influence very mainstream relevant issues. Yeah. Yeah. So by definition, you know, like it would, um, mean that you know our coverage sometimes or I would say sometimes but more often than not it extends towards mm. what might be stereotypically associated as kind of like yeah. liberal kind of like you yeah. know issues yeah. um, but that is not the intent behind our work okay. right so like what, what we want to do is to try and bring us I would say 
a as many perspectives to the table as possible. Mm. And then in doing that, you know, like hopefully you feel a bit more enlightened after you yeah. read our content. Yeah, and I think you yeah. guys are doing a decent job, right? I mean, so that, that's really the idea. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's good stuff, good stuff. Okay, yeah. so today I got you guys in to talk about the, the most important, you know, of all topics, you know, in our four-part series called the Alternative Budget Discussion, right? The debate, right. debate. Okay, and <laughs> this, this is the most important in my view. And the question is, has PAP shifted economically left secretly? Okay, so this is an important discussion, you know, but before we begin, okay, I want to uh, just give yourself a little bit of time to establish uh, how Singaporean are you so that you have legitimacy to comment on this. Um, I always find this, uh, this kind of questions, I always find them a bit odd, you know, because being Singaporean is, for most people, is an accident of birth. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah, it's an accident yeah, of birth, it, it right? Is. So in a sense, right, the true Singaporeans are the ones who chose to be Singaporeans. The converts, huh? The ones who mm -hmm. came over and, and then willingly gave up their past, they are the true Singaporeans in a sense. So for everybody else, it's an accident of birth, right? But anyway, so I mean, that that aside, right, I think there are a few things that would make, if you ask Sing Singaporeans, what are the top five traits that make you a Singaporean, maybe multiracialism or a version <coughs> of it, meritocracy, food, uh, Singlish probably, uh, and I think I think it's extremely crucial. You know, us people who grew up in a different time as opposed to other people, you know, football was very important for us, but now it's no longer as important for yeah. for kids, which is a shame. So, so yeah, <laughs> what, I don't... Hey, that is a position. It's a shame. It's a shame because football, Void Deck football was very good for multiracialism. Right? Okay, that's I, a lecture. <laughs> we can hold okay, that okay, thought. Okay, we can okay. hold that thought. Okay. okay yes. all right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So I. I don't know. I don't know how to answer that question. To be honest, how Singaporean are you? Okay. Yeah. Fair. Mm. Um. To be very honest, right. I. I haven't actually spent a lot of time. Kind of like it is probably the first time I'm actually being asked to kind of like you know even reflect on something like this because this is not something that I have uh, spent a lot of time thinking about. But what what I can say is this. Uh, I mean, like you know, I. I, I don't. I don't. I, I still feel, I guess, you know, like emotional sometimes, like, you know, like uh, when I kind of watch National Day Parade, mm. even though I'll never admit it to anybody, which you I just am admitted admitting now. just to everyone. <laughs> um, I guess that, you know, if I think about it, maybe that counts. Mm. If you would ask me whether like, you know, like I feel strongly about my national identity, I'm just, I would say that I'm just a few degrees more than ambivalent. I don't know whether that means okay, anything. Okay, okay. I mean, right? I, I, so, get it, I get it. So like, I think that like uh, Wallet raised a very good point. Uh, I mean, you know, it's an accident on birth. I didn't choose to kind of be born Singaporean. Uh, I am Singaporean. <laughs> when, you know, like I did the whole thing, you know, like army, NS, etc. you know, like PSLE, O-levels, whatever. Right? Uh, <laughs> I love how those things are like Singaporean, tick, 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 I Singaporean. Mean, you know, but I, I, I think that if you were to ask me um, whether I would, want, I would want to be anywhere else, I think that, you know, like on balance, it feels really good to be here, la, you know, even though I might bitch and moan about it mm. quite often. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right, but, but yeah, like you know, like I, 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 I guess in that sense, I am still choosing to be here. It's not like I have that kind of like financial freedom where I can just f off and kind of like you know, like mm -hmm. you know, establish anywhere I want. But I mean, truth be told, if you really, really wanted to kind of leave, you know, like you will find a way to do it. Mm. Yeah, I mean, like you know, you just need to kind of maybe live within your means and then find a route. You know, so that still requires to. I feel like the pros and cons of us of me doing that versus staying here. 
it still makes sense to be here. Mm. But what about yeah. the increase in secret tax now? I suspect, or I mean like, and I, and I can't say this with certainty, but like from what I've, I've read like in recent times, I have my doubts as to whether that would actually impact smoking re- prevalence rates here. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, number one. Number two, I think what probably needs to kind of like come up with this is that, okay, like the, the additional tax revenue, how is the government going to spend it? Are they going, is it voucher? going to be channeled towards like, <laughs> no, I mean, is it going to be channeled towards, you know, like initiatives to help people quit and then you're going to see more you know, campaigns on like, say like MOH or HBB, for example, that they've been running in the past, right? And then I guess the third, the third thing here, right? Like, you know, we already see people vaping all over the place, unregulated. Wouldn't this just drive the black market? Mm. So these are just some questions that I have. I mean, obviously I'm not a, you know, a professor in that sense, but yeah, I, I feel like, you know, like it, it feels logical, right? Mm. If cigarettes are now like what fifteen, sixteen dollars a pack. Oh, is it really fifteen, sixteen dollars? I think so. Like I think after the increase, it's gonna be about that price. Then if let's say you're a smoker, you have access to kind of like black market alternatives. You know, like seems pretty logical to me. Well, we're very edgy, eh? That, that, that's <laughs> what I <laughs> very on. I the mean, edge. I guess I guess you gave me a layup, so I just went yeah, straight yeah, for yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, I love it. I love it. Okay, but, I but I mean, I, I I think that you know, like that that aside, like it's just you know a theme of like the budget. I feel like Lawrence Wong just you know he came out to say that there there's a limit to how much fiscal policy can actually help in terms of, you know, like combating things like, you know, like inflation, right? At the end of the day, we have to own self, manage own self, which means controlling our spending, right? So discretionary spending, things like, you know, like cigarettes, for example. Yeah, I think that 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 will just have to take a hit. Like you, ha- you have to kind of, of manage it in that front, I guess. Maybe that's that's kind of the subtext. I don't know. No, but I don't think it's own self, uh, manage own yeah. self, right? I feel like PAP has secretly moved left. That's why we are having yeah. today's discussion. And, mo- and by moving left, there, there, there are definition as to what does economically left means and I will sit the ground to our professor in studio. Yeah, so so I do. Well, you really take it like you professor. I mean, <laughs> I, I know you are, but we're trying to be like more conversational. Don't like, you no, know, like, yeah, in, yeah. It's, a, it's an important question, right? Yes. So I would say the PAP move left long ago. Yes. Uh, it's. I think if the question is, is being asked now, I think it's a bit too late. I would say it's 12 years too late and you can really see the ground being set after 2011. What was the catalyst? The 2011 election, right? Elections have consequences. Uh, and I always say this, right? If there's no demand, right? I mean, I, I'm trying to speak your yes, language. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. If there's no demand, Thank there's you. no supply. <laughs> and if there's no demand from the voters, there won't be supply from the politicians. Mm. When you see your politicians, you have to tell them what you want. You don't just say niceties. Otherwise, you don't. You cannot blame them when they don't. And the biggest show of demand is during elections. That's not the only show can show through... Facebook posts, whatever it is, so sorry, TikTok videos, Instagram <laughs> posts uh, for, for a younger audience, right? So you can show that through other things, but ultimately elections is still the most important. So I would say the PAP moved left long ago, but it accelerated, in my opinion, after the publication of This Is What Inequality Looks Like yes. by Tio Yo Yen, mm. so 2018. And then you can see over the past four or five years, and initially there was a negative reaction from the government to that book and even... An op-ed was written against it in the Straits Times. But subsequently, you see, they are all talking about inequality. They are all talking about inequality. And the PAP realizes, see, the thing is, right? I mean, you're a boss, right? So if you give your, let's say one day you start implementing, right? You say, okay, we'll have a four-day work week. And then later on, right, five years down the road, you want to change it to a five-day work week, right? Then there'll be riots, right? I mean, probably I'm exaggerating, but there'll be a lot of, unhappiness of course it's much easier to not give them that from the start than to take it away once it's given right 
So once all of this, once the momentum has already started, right, shifting left, right, it's difficult to, to move, move away from it. Now, but when we talk about left, right, first thing just that the, the American or the Western left, right may not neatly fit here. That's yes. the first thing. And the second thing is economically, and I like how you, how you phrased it as well, you were very careful. You didn't say as the PEP move left because you can move economically left without being politically left. So uh, for now, yes, for now, yeah. yes, I love it. I love it. So, 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 what is the common understanding of economically left today? Right. Okay. So, if the left and right, maybe in terms of economics, so the left would be more welfareist policies, more redistribution, uh, more government intervention. Think about the Keynesian economics, for instance. And the right would be more free market. Right. Mm. Now, the left and right, right, in terms of economics, right, they do not disagree that. In the long run, the free market will sort everything out. But the people, the economists on the left would say that in the long run, we're all dead, right? <laughs> said, in the long run, we're all dead, right? So what is the long run time period? So don't wait for the free market. Let's intervene now. Let's try to equalize, not outcomes, but opportunities as much as possible, <laughs> right? Uh, and I think that's the difference between the left and the right. So the right more... Less government intervention, less welfare, more free market, trickle-down economics, right? Yes. So, whereas for the left, it's more active redistribution. And that, that's, a, that's essentially the stage, right? Setting, setting it up. Do you think the government has shifted left, economically left? I mean, I think it's patently obvious, uh, you know, like based on, you know, what, what we've seen um, from the, the different budget announcements over the past, you know, couple of years. Um, I think that they don't really have a choice here because like, you know, I think the broader, I mean, from, from my perspective, uh, aside from the politics of this, right? So if you look at what Singapore needs or, you know, like uh, um, what's actually happening right now, crazy inflow of Chinese money coming into the market. Just look at the property prices. Look at the rental rates. Cite numerous examples, my friends, who, who were renting properties pre-COVID and then yeah. rental rates just ran up by 100, 120%, 200%. And there are takers in this market, right? Yeah. So the, the, the fundamental issue here, right, is that that social compact, right, with the people, right, is at risk here because on one hand, you need like, you know, like, that kind of foreign investment and money coming in because it does create jobs, you know? But on the other hand, right, you know, there are things like can, you know, basic things that are really important to, to, to the people here, like can like the affordability of homes. Right. Right? Like that they have to maintain and like they have to kind of like, you know, like make sure that they hold up their end of the bargain in that regard. Yeah. So, so that, that, that's why I think that they don't have a choice because on one hand, you know, we need that foreign investment. And there's a lot of money coming in on that front. So like, you know, the institutions, the financial institutions are all kind of like, you know, like profiting from this, the private banks, for example, right? But at the same time, you know, regular Singaporeans like myself looking to kind of like buy a home, you know, that, that's tough, right? So politically, they need to kind of like do something on that front. This is how I see it. I, yeah. I, I completely agree. And I think um, the HDB, if there is one issue that would undo the PAP's hegemony, it is the HDB. And that is... Well, you can say probably it's a ticking time bomb and that has to be settled somehow, right? And there are no easy solutions to this, by the way. Yes. No, there are no easy solutions if tomorrow you suddenly say, oh, let's go back to, it's not the free market, right? So let's go back to 60000 or $100,000, mm. right? I mean, Cost I'm plus sure, premium. I'm sure the people here, people yeah. who own this beautiful house, right, would be rioting on the streets <laughs> together with me. <laughs> <laughs> The people have already paid for So basically, there's no there's no base that you will not alienate through. A tough choices need to be made because I think the once it was decided that it was going to be packed, 
to the to the market rate, it was irreversible. So don't forget the twin pillars of PAP hegemony, right? Economic welfare, material welfare, and societal stability. And uh, Mark mentioned the social contract. So the PAP's uh, hegemony is not based on freedom of individual. They've never claimed that, right? It's societal stability and material prosperity. So even if you tell me, oh, GDP growth is 10, 5%, right? Or 3%, right? Who cares? I want to know how much my salary increase, right? That's that's the most important. I want to know my real salary, not even the gross salary, right? My my real salary. So I think that is what the PAP also senses this, right? The PAP senses that there are a lot of unhappiness. There's a lot of unhappiness on housing, on immigration, and so on. So therefore, they are also reacting to this. And as any good government should, they should be reacting to trends by that people are voicing out. Mm. So when I was preparing for today's episode, right, I had a long call with Zad, our head of content. And he was like, so you don't think there's a moral awakening? It is about like listening to the people and giving the people what they want. And finally, PAP wake up to say that, okay, we'll give the people what they want. Right. So I think for the for the longest time, the, the PAP has been insulated from, not completely, no party is ever completely insulated from public pressure. Right, even the most authoritarian of dictators are not fully insulated, because there's still a chance of a revolution. So the people has never been fully insulated, but they have been relatively insulated from public pressure. Right. So as the elections get more competitive, then you will see a natural natural shift towards listening to the people more. It's 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 difficult to say that. Uh, how old are you now, Reggie? Thirty. 30? Oh, yeah. still very young. Okay. How old are you? 39. 39, right? So from 35 to 37 or 35 to 39, was there any stage where you suddenly woke up, oh, my moral values, moral compass are deep. I mean, so, honestly, it's something I don't even consider. <laughs> to, to be frank with you, like, I mean, because like, like I, I feel like it's, it's if you have to kind of like sit down and like, you know, like really consider your moral compass, right? You know, then there's something wonky to begin with at the start. Right, right, right. You know, it's not something that you should actually be asking frequently. La, so it's a like, triggered kind of situation. Yeah, right. but I mean, I think that, you know, I, I can see like, you know, it's not mutually exclusive, right? So like, you know, like yes. they, they, they could be listening to like what the ground actually, the ground right. sentiment. And I think they're taking that into account. But also, I think that, you know, it, it's just a very realistic outcome. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So so yeah. the point I, I was asking the age, right? It's not as if after 35, right? We were also discussing this. Suddenly your values, you find a, <laughs> a huge change in your values. Maybe one or two will change, right? But maybe when you're younger, 20s, they, you will experience more of these shifts as you should, right? Once you reach a certain age, you're more or less set in the ways, right? Mm. So it's difficult for me to say that suddenly, oh, there's this quote-unquote moral awakening. But... Maybe that's also how Singaporeans view politics. We like to view politics through this sense that politicians should be moral and all. No, polit good politicians should be reacting to demand. And as long as there's demand, they should be reacting to that. I think more fundamentally what is needed is how we view politics and how we have tended to put politicians on a moral pedestal. Right? Mm -hmm. I am not voting for the Pope. I'm voting for a, <laughs> you for can't, a politician. You can't. <laughs> You're not a cardinal. You're not there yet. Right, but I'm yes. saying I wouldn't want, I don't need the most moral person there. Yeah, I just yeah. want a person who will listen to the people, who will do the job. I don't care why you listen to the people, whether it's out of the goodness of your heart or whether it's out of expediency, as long as the outcome is you listen to the people. Mm. And that line of questioning actually fundamentally assumes that the PAP believes they're immoral. To begin yeah, 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 with, correct, you correct. know, but I Which don't I, think so. I, I don't think so as well. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, but but on on the discussion of you saying that since 2011, which is the situation where they lost Aljunit, right? Yeah, 
They have already started. This Aljunit is GRC, right? Yeah. So so yes. so your house right. got lift upgrade, no? <laughs> no. Okay. Honestly, I have I have complaints. Really, like my the, the management, the okay, the town council in my area, right? Playground, for example, I'm a dad now, right? Playground, kind of like you know, like swings and kind and and slides, right? You know, can stay unrepaired for like you know, like weeks and months and months on end. It's a huge red problem. Taking the opportunity right now, kind of, I talk about it, right? <laughs> I'm talking about giant mutant rats in my neighborhood. Okay. The other time Sylvia, Sylvia Lim came across, came, came, they did her like kind of a round, so I came to my house and when I talk about, I don't know why, I was like, you know, dude, there's a rat problem, just fix that shit first. Mm. Right, so like that, that's kind of like, yeah, complaints and grievances. There. No, you should, you should. Yeah, Sylvia, yeah, yeah. you must come. Yeah. Come and react, okay? Yeah, yeah, but it, it has gotten better of late, the rat problem. Okay, okay. Yeah, the rat okay. problem, but it, it, it's still quite bad. Fair. Hopefully you get your leaf upgrade lah, huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so do you feel like, well, t- tell help me lay out the the ideas. Like you said that since twenty eleven, they have shifted economically, left, right? And I do think it's a secret shift in the sense of they are not propagating it. Okay, Correct. and and we can talk about that nuance later. But tell me, can you help us lay out? You know, yeah. yeah. So I think CNBC wrote an article in twenty fifteen. Probably the PAP is shifting left and without admitting or something like that, mm-hmm. right? Uh, because it's not. Okay, so first of all, right, the government is very averse to saying, oh, we are doing this because the people have said this, right? And you can understand why they don't want to do that, right? Because for the longest time, first of all, the longest time the PAP has said that, oh, a good government leads and doesn't follow, right? To some extent, that's that's true as well, right? So, and then the other reason is because if you say, you gave in to public demands, then every single yes, thing, yes. every single thing, there'll be public demands, right? Mm. Even the grab and tin paling, I'm just using the yeah. opportunity to bring yeah, this. I know, I, I, cl- I can tell everyone is using the opportunity, <laughs> so please go okay. for it. Yeah. So even that, if you look at the statement, right, it is clearly the shift is about public pressure, but no one wants to admit that it's about public pressure. But I think Rice did write an article why why public pressure works or something like that, right? So no, that, I, that I agree that they shouldn't. That there's no. I mean, there's no good reason for them to kind of say like you know, we we have. I I feel that, that there are a lot more cons to this, lah. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah. So sure. that's like, why, why. That's why they will to... never. They will never yeah, admit yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, and it legitimize your opponent. Yes, yeah. yeah. So it doesn't no. mean it doesn't mean that that doesn't happen, right? So so you're asking me to lay out why it happened. No, lay out what has happened. Ah, such okay. That you so believe so 2011, right? If you look at what happened. What were the issues, the main issues? Housing, immigration, and transport, right? So transport, it was, you can sort of solve it with uh, demand and supply. And immigration is quite sticky. There, there are a lot of elements to it, especially with declining fertility rates, right? Uh, that was sort of resolved, but then it appeared, reappeared again a few years later, even though now it's much tighter, right? But with uh, PSP picking up the mantle, you, you can see that. And then PSP is not just plucking it out of thin air. It is what a lot of people are saying. The other one is housing. As I said, that is the hardest thing to, to do. But you can see that a lot of... So SM Taman was also a finance minister back then, right? And he was... The language, first of all, he was using meritocracy with compassion and all that, right? And you already, you already sense an admission without admitting that meritocracy is flawed, mm. right? Mm. So we have to adjust it without, without changing its core premises. So in the language, but also in the policies, you see more of this redistribution policy. Just a couple of years ago, NUS said that there will be a, a per capita, they will uh, try to 
increase the admissions based on per capita income for the lower income, for instance. Mm, mm. What is that? That's affirmative action. Yes. Yeah, man. That's like... I, that's I affirmative action. Affirmative yeah, action which yes. is, I'm not against. I am for yeah, it. Yeah, I think yeah. that's that's good. Class-based affirmative action is, is okay, mm. right? It's good. But all of those, right, are signals that the, the entire country, the entire discourse is moving moving left. And you see this last year also, income tax was increased as well. Mm. Supercar right? tax. Yes. And mm. Exactly. Supercar tax, you know, cigarette tax is different. Uh, that's that's eh, more about punishment. They want contentious. <laughs> right? uh, but you can see that over the years, slowly, uh, movements have been made to the left. Now, does that mean there's a fundamental shift in political philosophy? No, the PAP doesn't do fundamental shifts. right? They do incremental shifts. So, you see that in whether it's housing policies, more and more grants. Uh, you see, will you be talking about paternity leave? Or yes, I please, just, go okay, for it. Yeah. So, <laughs> that one I, I, I'm really in favour of, of course, for, uh, for no personal kids, biases. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but I think paternity leave is not just uh, good for the household, spousal relations, and it's not just good for, to encourage fathers to be more involved. I think if you equalise paternity and maternity leave, you remove the possible potential of discrimination against women when they are hired during the hiring process because this is a very difficult thing to detect. You can never detect it, right? Nobody will say, oh, I'm not employing you because you can potentially get pregnant. You will not say that. Oh, yes, nobody yes. will say that. They'll come up with all sorts of other creative questions, right? What are your plans? <laughs> Onyata came out and said that, yeah, like she had performance review huh? and the performance... The boss the said that? boss oh. said that, yeah, because you went on maternity. Who, who's this? Onyata. Onyata Fendi. Yeah, yeah. Fendi. Oh, by the way, this is sponsored by Baju, <laughs> by Onyata Fendi. Thank right. you. Yes, yes. <laughs> right, right. So, oh, that's, oh, that's wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please check out the episode. Right. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, most people would would just say, oh, what are your future plans? And all, and then they may not hire somebody based on that. So I think if you equalize paternity leave... Oh, I never saw it from... Yeah, so I, I think from the discrimination angle, that makes sense. But let's ask the boss. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. I mean, obviously, like, you know, it makes a lot of sense. You don't need right? to agree with us, you know. <laughs> yeah. You don't feel pressure, uh, you know. Although, like, got five people outside, you know. But it's fine. I'm a new dad myself. It makes a lot of sense. Uh, okay. Uh. And, and, like, but I think what... what Related to that, what what is was really interesting is about a segment of the budget was really dedicated to you know, uh, I guess pushing people to have kids, to have families. Mm. Would you kind of like, I mean, just for the sake of discussion, kind of like, is that like a left or right kind of thing? I think, or is that not? No, I I think that's existential to be honest. Right? Yeah, I don't think yeah. that's a political. So I mean, yeah. hot take, hot take, yeah. okay, yeah, hot yeah. take, okay, right. I think low birth rates are actually equal, an equal or more important issue than climate change. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. in my opinion, and I think that when we when we think about it, like you know, like it all kind of leads that way. For like, you know, like you, at some point, if we're not having enough kids, then who's gonna be kind of consuming? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Who's gonna be driving the economy, right? Who's gonna be innovating? You know, so so that that, that it goes back to the existential oh, existential thing. Yeah, if you yeah. think about Singapore yeah. itself, yeah. I would go one step further. I mean, yeah. low birth rates more existential than climate change in the immediate term. Yeah. I yeah. think it's just and, it's just a very unpopular thing to kind of no, talk of course, about. Of yeah, course. just and, you know, uh, and <laughs> of course, it's it's. I mean, you cannot force people to have children you ultimately, can. right? Yeah. So and you I'm can unsure force people about not to have children. <laughs> hey, 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 we don't go there. Don't go there. No, no, we don't go there. Don't <laughs> go there. Vasectomies. <laughs> they have moved on, so that is something that is good. Okay. Talking about the other thing. By the way, the graduate mothers came right was one of those where even during at the height of Lee Kuan Yew's prowess, right. Even he, even he had to retract. Yeah. Yes, yes. Even so, even back then, public pressure worked, right? Yeah. Uh, so anyway, so this this birth rates thing because there are social implications. You need the workforce. What are you gonna do? 
the only other way is immigration. Yep. And that will come with other issues. Which has also proved so, very unpopular. Yes, well. it's so, very unpopular. You know, and it's going to come with other issues because there's going to be a lot of resentment, there's going to be xenophobia and racism and all of that. So, it is, I, I absolutely agree with you. It's existential. Yeah. I, I do, I do agree. Yeah. But right. I feel like it's not enough to... Like whatever it's being done. Uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think people no, will I mean, know I mean, I'm baby bonus. Oh, yeah, like, oh yeah, let's have baby tonight. No. Like, like, okay, look, Rice Media just read an article about how like, you know, like single single people are left out of the budget. I, I saw that. Great that's point. Been, that's been years lah. Yeah, but like... <laughs> decade in the making. I, I, on the other hand, I also see why like, okay, you know, like, like it, it just makes more sense to kind of encourage people to have more kids because yeah. overall, more, more benefit to the economy and things are, you know, like... Mm. Unfortunately, that's the, hard, the, the harsh reality of things. No, I mean, know, as with all right. systems, if you yeah, want yeah. to incentivize certain behaviors, you do certain things, yeah. right? To, to build a system to incentivize it, yeah. right? But it does not mean that single people cannot be unhappy, right? So you can be unhappy, <laughs> huh? okay? It, it, you should be, exactly. right? Yes, yeah, just yeah, like smokers. Hey, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fair, right? Yeah. right. Can we like light up now? No, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going Just go out with it, like, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make a statement. No, I'm just kidding. Let's not, let's <laughs> yeah. not do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But Wale, are you concerned? Because uh, I think there's a part of the internet now that is saying like, why is the government dipping in my pockets? Uh, okay. You know, so that, 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 that side of the narrative existed but not so loud. Now it feels like it's, it's, it's growing. It's very interesting. You spend too much time on the internet. No uh, lah. No, don't no. read social media comments. Okay, okay. They'll mess up with your mind. Okay, They'll okay. mess your mind up. So, anyway, I, I you should comment uh, so that we can mess the algorithm <laughs> yeah, up. Please, okay, comment. Please comment yes, on yes, ours. Yeah, yeah, I would like share, subscribe, everything for you. <laughs> right. So, yes. Uh, but this is also a reality, right? That people who are on the economic left and I consider myself to be on the left. Me too, yes. Yeah. So I think the reality is people on the left who are calling for all of these measures, you also have to admit that it has to come from somewhere. Yes. Something has got to give. You cannot continue increasing this without giving. So it has to come from somewhere. So for those who are calling for it, right, people who are more privileged, right, you have to be prepared to be paying higher taxes. You cannot say that, but then you try to come up with all sorts of ways to not pay taxes or whatever it is, right? So, yes, there will be that, but also it's about what society we want to build, but what who we want to be as a society, I think. Uh, so, we have to acknowledge that. And also, I would say that sacred cows, we can even think about the allocation of money to different ministries, right? And we can think a bit more creatively in terms of does this ministry need that amount of money? If we reduce it by 1%, what happens? All these are very difficult conversations to yeah, have. You know yeah. where I'm going with I this, know, right? I know. Yeah, because Education the moment you defense, do that, right? you, the, you, the moment you go with that, mm. right? Let's say you go with defense. The moment somebody suggests, oh, how could you? You don't understand Singapore's precarity. You are unpatriotic and so yeah, on. Yeah. But it has to come from somewhere. If it doesn't come from that, I'm not saying it must come from that. I'm saying it's an option. But it doesn't come from that. People have to be taxed. It's either the GST or uh, the income tax, the corporate tax. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. 
for a lot of reasons for people to stay in America. What's what's the reason for people to stay in Singapore? So so I I gave a question on this right. Like I know I know we're talking about how people kind of like you know you guys probably lean a bit economically left right. Do you think there's a difference between that and how people you know govern themselves kind of socially and culturally? Of course, oh, 100%. Yeah, right? of course, hundred so percent. Like, like I think yeah. th- I think that but th- doesn't that also kind of like bring up some some I don't know I don't know what kind of problems that might or whether I would say problems lah, but like you know like whether that that there are any inconsistencies there or like no oh, I don't oh, think there are inconsistencies yeah, I don't think because so w- because one is talking about the way of life right right so oh yeah like maybe maybe if we use like social or cultural you know like I know those words are very loaded depending on which group of right. people you're talking to but we just take it as the way of life okay let's say right. the people here the way of life is more conservative you know like traditional family value blah 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 Correct. blah 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 Correct. That is one. That is a right. way of life. Mm. But how you fund this way of life is a is a total different discussion, and okay, it, can enough, a, yeah, I, I, it can be a it can be a more. Answer, I'm just kind of curious. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, You know, yeah. in in America, you know, there was this myth, right? Um, Bernie Sanders was too left to win, right? When actually, on every economic issue, every single one, his position was wildly popular. The median American is economically left, but the median American is socioculturally center or center right. Right, they are center and, because they are the beacon of culture. Right, right. they said they they <laughs> no. said the center. No, but yeah, yeah, correct. You're, you're right. So it's fair, right? No, we yeah. take the left right spectrum from yes, them yes, also, yes, right? Yes, today, yes, today, yes, right? Yes, Not yes, in the past. Yes. So, so that is very possible. It's very possible to be economically left, but so socio culturally, a bit more right or center, right? In fact, I would say if I could say something about rice, uh, maybe what I would say is rice is very socio culturally left, but politically not so much. So I won't say politically mm. right, but I will say politically cautious, mm. like most media outlets are. So, mm. so even on is the it, political is it existential crisis. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I, reason, I, reason. Right. I no think crisis. I think all of us are cautious we, to different degrees. Right? I know you cannot sense it, man. You can sense it, <laughs> right? Right. No, I would <laughs> say I would say rise as in from a reader's perspective. I mean, socioculturally, you can see that they lean left. Yes. Uh, and maybe more so than other outlets, they are more more happy to do so. Uh, however, uh, not so politically, right? And and I think it's very possible to have these three dimensions, culturally, economically, and politically. Yeah. 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 I think it's so that that is, is Yeah, yeah. And it's not I'm, and yeah, it's yeah. not a moral judgment, right? It's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is just a recognition that this is what it is, yeah, right? Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So then yeah. so then now that we've established, right, that on we're in unison right that the PAP has moved left right? yeah, yeah, yeah. and in terms of economics, economics yeah, yeah. economically it has moved left you know uh, a bit a bit secretly you know um, some people are saying that you know they are moving economically left so that they can move politically right do you have any thoughts on it? I don't know whether they are moving economically left because they they want to move politically right mm. but I can see why that would be uh, that would give them ammunition to move right i can see why but i would say that so i would say the space has been has shrunk the space for contestation actually has shrunk politically while the pap has moved economically left in some ways the pap has even moved socio-culturally left at a slower pace than the economics right i mean repeal so like of 377 but, but not just repeal itself the general attitude towards LGBT communities, for instance, right? The government is very uh, much more uh, welcoming of that than, than previously, right? So you can do this while maintaining a tight grip on the political scene. 
And I think that is what they have done. And I think that appeases enough people, enough socio-cultural liberals to say, it's okay. I, I, I'm, I'm just kind of curious, just for the sake of illustration, right? Like, w- how would you kind of like, I guess, define a, a move politically right in this context? Yes, great question. I, I mean, I'm not sure because, I mean, I, I don't see how extreme it can go in here, honestly speaking. <laughs> I mean, politically lah. Right. Yeah. So we got professor. No, no. So what I would say is yeah. the, the, the term I would say is backsliding, right? So democratic backsliding. So on on one on one level you have all of these indices, you know, you have the uh, democracy index uh, of the economies, you have Freedom House, you have VDEM where they measure each country's level of freedoms based on certain criteria, right? So that's one. On the other, you can look at it qualitatively, right? Since 2015, for instance, I think 2011 to 2015, there was an expansion of the space. But since 2015, I think there has been a shrinking of the space, right? And you can see this, I think the government reacts more harshly maybe to certain critics or certain types of criticisms. Uh, You can see this in how the elections panned out and the election strategy, which backfired, of course, what I call Raisa Part 1. (laughs) (laughs) Raisa part 1 so that was during the elections and and, and at that point in time it was Raisa only (laughs) (laughs) and at that point in time it was a Raisa strategy now it's it's like part 1 then this part 2 do you think like the the whole COVID-19 thing right so like you know that that that, that 2 year 2 and a half year period right had anything to do with like you know that shrinkage no I I think think the the shrinking started before I'm not saying that it has nothing to do but I think since 2015 look at the laws that have been passed now the shrinking right I would say you can measure it objectively it doesn't matter whether it's justified you can take the position that these things are justified I'm not making a normative judgment. I'm just saying there's shrinking of the political space. I love how we have so, to clarify that every No, so I am happy to take a normative yeah. judgment as well. But I think objectively, I think we have to say that yes, there's... Yes. So, POFMA... Def- you cannot say that POFMA doesn't shrink the political space, right? In terms of limiting... Sure, or at least yeah. making people yeah. self-censor or doubt themselves before they speak. And then you have FICA, of course. Which I think FICA is justified, by the way. Uh, I'm not a fan of POFMA, but FICA is okay to me. And you have activists being singled out, for instance. So you can see that this mm. this has happened mm. uh, over the past uh, few years. Mm. But I'm not sure whether they do that in order to do this. Okay. I think both things are happening they in can. tandem. Yeah. Mm. And I think why that has happened, maybe it has got something to do with transition. The, the most tenuous transition of, of uh, the four so far. The transition within the PAP. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. okay. okay. Can so you elaborate more? That can a explain, bit on that? Maybe that can explain uh, the shrinking of the space, and maybe because during this transition period, so we do not know how exactly uh, the predisposition of the PAP will be in that for the next generation, right? Whether they'll open up moral awakening, quote unquote, right? <laughs> <laughs> or will they think that let's let's show up our support first, like? Let's do what we are used to doing. Now, what they did to Raisa, right? It's not uncommon for PAP in elections. They do that pretty often. It's just that usually it works or it didn't affect them. This was the first time it affected them negatively, right? Which they also sort of have admitted tacitly. Wait, like the Raisa thing affected the PAP? Raisa part one. Raisa part, part one. Oh, part yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay, okay, okay Raisa okay. part two, it remains to be seen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully but it's not a trilogy, <laughs> right? <laughs> There's some like trilogy coming later. <laughs> but who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? But anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think they are a bit nervous about 
or they were nervous about the transition. Yeah, so that's why maybe they were a bit, you know, when you are feeling nervous, you are more edgy and you mm-hmm. react more. Mm-hmm. So hopefully now, Lawrence Wong is is more secure in his skin and he will he will be more open and amenable to criticisms and critics or challenges from others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's a developing story because this has just happened. Lawrence Wong just first budget as prime minister in waiting, right? So we'll we'll see how this goes. I also want to give him a chance, you know. We cannot prejudge a person, although I'm not too big of a fan of his TikTok videos. But okay, he's trying. <laughs> no, that is he's you. Trying, it's you and it's just me. It's I just know. you and TikTok. It's just me and it's TikTok. And I know TikTok. young people love him, yeah. but I, guess, I, 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 I'm not a fan of that too. Oh, okay, like, thank yeah, you. For, for, but for, you're for, not for, young, also. That's <laughs> no, I think. <laughs> I, I, what's I, that guy? The guy from Muda. I, like you know, like Shamudam was doing squats on TikTok. No, no, no. I mean. I mean, if if you do follow, do you guys want to see Shamongam doing squats? <laughs> I mean, it's got nothing to do with Shamongam, you know. It's more like, do I want to see a like, you know, like no, a seventy-year-old yes, yes, man yes, yes, doing squats? Absolutely, not really. No, bro, yeah, I don't yeah, really want to see that. That <laughs> line of questioning already got something to do with Shamongam. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like because there are many random seventy-year-old that end up. Really? Really? Want to see no, no, I don't want. Yeah, I don't yeah, want. I don't want. But you know, like I don't want to see guitars. I don't want to see wushu. No, but but the okay, and and this fundamentally assumes that people are going for politics in a rational shopping perspective but it's not it's not exactly the case and and the interesting part is the recent Malaysian election right like yeah. uh, Sadiq and Anwar's uh, daughter they pretty much lost like. Sadiq won but yeah, yeah. you know they like they're the biggest on TikTok yeah, 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 yeah. right and you know you look at what happened so in other words it, it on some level shows that you know, people don't just care about your TikTok videos. Yeah, like, yeah, you yeah, gotta still do the work, right? So, yeah, 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 I mean, yeah, at the end yeah. of the day, like, I, I don't know to what level I actually want the leader of our country to be relatable. Yeah, I you agree. know, like, like, uh, I, 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 I agree. like, okay. I, I get it. Like, you know, you, you want to kind of seem like you, you also have some interest outside of work. That's fine, but like, at some point, you know, you, you, you still want to have that distance. Distance. Maybe yeah. it's like you know, just the conservative you know, Asian kind of thing in me. Like, I, I still want to have that kind of leader where I feel like there's a reason why he's there, you know? Right. Yeah. And so I feel that all, all of that additional material, that somehow, it can take away from that credibility a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I yeah, agree. That, 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 is, that is my, my personal take. Like, obviously, no. people feel different. I no, think. no, I, I agree. But I think it's also yeah. our age, probably. But probably. I, I agree probably. with... <laughs> I, I, for me, it's... Uh, I agree for a different reason. It's not about the conservative Asian, but I feel when you humanize the politician, right, and then you are not analyzing the parts of the politician's job that you're supposed to be analyzing, right? Mm. And then I, I, I mean, you see, I, I've seen this before, okay? And by the way, it's not just PAP uh, fanboys, fangirls, right? It's opposition also do this. I remember there was one time PM Lee posted something about a bird on his window or what, the office, if you guys remember the bird. So he just took it. It was a nice picture and this bird always rocks by or whatever it is. Yeah. And then in the comments, wow, you are such a great prime minister. <laughs> what has that got to do with anything, right? So for me, like when you humanize them and then you start judging them by how many TikTok videos they do and then you are taking away from what we should be humanized, what we should be assessing them for, right? How do you think, you know, I mean, just also another you know, curious kind of question, right? Like, you know, just how is this do you think it helps, you know, Singaporeans or just a general audience at large, right? To be able to say like, you know, like, do you think it helps kind of categorize, you know, like what's happening in terms of like left or right, you think? Like in terms of, of helping to understand things? Okay, uh, my view is no. 
That's why in the beginning, I already set the definition of like what does economically left means, mm. right? So, and <clears throat> it's defined as taxing the wealthy and then expanding the social spending base, mm. right? So, so to me, these kind of definitions are very important because mm. it sets the context for the discussion rather mm. than get embroiled in all this emotional and then like, you know, um, marketed, you know, uh, but, energy. But you see, right? I... Even though I agree with you, but human beings are not just rational creatures. We course, are yes, know, emotional and spiritual yeah, creatures. Yeah, yeah. So we may not like it, but I'm sure it appeals. I, I, let me let me just tell you a personal personal story, right? So my my dad passed away maybe two years ago, and there were a few politicians that came. I didn't invite them. I just posted on my Facebook. A few of them came: Zainal Sapari, Nicosia, Leon Pereira. They came to the funeral, right? I will never vote against them. I will never, they can do whatever, right? I can never vote, whether you're from the PAP or WP, the ones who came to my dad's funeral, I will never vote against you, right? I have that for me, like you were there on, on when I was most emotionally vulnerable. I will always remember that. I'll always remember that uh, regardless. Now, that's a completely irrational thing to do. That has nothing to do with, and I'm saying this as someone whom I hope understand politics quite a bit, right? But even then, I, I am aware it. of yeah. my emotional bias. And, and, and that is, in itself being aware. Right? Yes, that yes, is yes. in itself being aware and yeah. that's why you Nicosia stand. Uh. <laughs> right, right. And she should she should just like run in Tampines. Uh. Right? right. Then got chance. Then got chance. Uh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. yeah. But but Zainal Sapari is from the PAP. So it's the same. Mm. So for me, it wasn't about the party per se, but it's yes. very difficult for me to ever vote against people yeah. who show you that, that no and the PAP yeah. does a great job in, in this front it's like how progressive wage model is like in every essence minimum wage but yeah, 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 yeah. not minimum wage right? so that is really detaching detaching itself from the narrative of like the outside world right? Yeah. because minimum mm. wage is so contentious all over the world mm. and if you use the same word you get embroiled in, yeah, yeah, in yeah, all correct, correct, things, correct, like, correct, yeah. correct, it's like yeah. circuit breaker yeah. versus lockdown <laughs> right? it's like it's, it's, you get embroiled yeah. in all the media so coverage why, outside why do you want to get into those unnecessary yeah discussions? it's so unnecessary yeah. because we just want the essence of yeah, it exactly. and so progressive wage model is great in that sense right Absolutely. we get minimum wage without the rubbish that comes along with minimum yeah, wage yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. so yeah and, and I think we quite agree right? in terms of whether you agree or not that's a different but this is an observation as a phenomenon right so we're just observing it and we went on all these things, right? But at the end, I think the question is, so what is a Singapore that you want? Right, okay. And that you want to live for your kids? Okay, so so for me, I mean, this is this is a difficult question. I would say there are two aspects, internally, externally, right? So I internally, what I want to see is more justice. And this includes um, justice in terms of economic justice. Uh, this includes in terms of maybe racial uh, justice. It it also uh, includes political justice, right? And what I mean by that is, I want to see a a day where you have elections without using the harsh stick of the laws against your your opponents. For instance, ideally, that's that's where I want to see Singapore, right? That's that's the day. That's I hope my children uh, will grow up and live in such a Singapore. Then humility for me is externally, but it's also for your own soul, right? A lot of times I find Singaporeans are very elitist, condescending to whether it's low-wage workers or even our ASEAN neighbours. We always think of ASEAN as some backwater, right? And we really don't. And I feel like there's a lack of humility there. I, I had this, so I had this module, right? It's Government and Politics in Southeast Asia. So 13 weeks already. Last tutorial, 13 weeks maybe 40 hours already with them. So I said, I hope at the end of this, right, you will, after going through the Southeast Asian countries, you will know 
we shouldn't look down on ASEAN countries, uh, Southeast Asian countries, and there, there are things we can learn from them. One of them, uh, uh, such as what? Uh? <laughs> After 13 weeks, right? Like, you cannot even take a wow, one amazing. thing that... Okay. <laughs> so to be clear, right? Just now you were saying like in, uh, China was the one that put in a lot of money into Singapore in the recent times. But actually, I would argue that China, India, Indonesia are the three biggest block of capital that's been mm. coming into Singapore for mm. a long time, right? Mm. At least for the past decade or two, mm. right? And and a lot of people, I think they don't realise that our vegetable come from Malaysia, our water mm. come from Malaysia. Yeah. You know, like mm. rice is a relatively stable because, you know, of Thailand and Vietnam being yeah. the largest producer. And they went through you know, Thailand was never colonized. Vietnam won the won right, against right. the colonial power, so they got a lot more control over rice production and power, and you know, mm -hmm. the ability to set price out of the futures market. Right. So right. without all these guys, right, Singapore cannot exist. No, absolutely. No, no, no. So uh, that's yeah. that. That yeah. should be the story we we should be telling. Yeah. And this humility, right? It also, if you realize that you are where you are because of your hard work, yes, but that's what 20, 30 percent. But it's because of factors outside you, right? Then you'll be more willing to accept higher taxes for instance right <laughs> you'll be willing to do you'll be willing to okay i need to do my part i've already benefited and we need to drop this this humility so i'm talking about asean now neighbors but also to people who are less privileged than us we need to drop the term self-made nobody is self-made yes what is this self-made billionaire do you build the roads yourself no. you build a school <laughs> that you go to okay. right? that that term has no meaning so those two things it's a long-winded answer but basically justice and humility I, I'm not sure how, how I'm going to follow that, lah. You know, that that really kind of encapsulated a lot of things. No, just your your. But, uh, be, but before you. before I can touch on what I I personally want to see, right? I I think one of the things that I I, I feel like you know that and, and it's one of the things that we have to manage uh, down the road is that I too want in a country or a nation, right, where my kid, like you know, like or my family, you know, like that that is kinder, more inclusive, right? But how do we kind of balance these things, right, with the fact that I think that for us to kind of you know, maintain or even like grow, right, right, like the level of like kind of like comfort and life that we have here, right. I I feel that there's always gonna need to be that 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 fight and that oh, kind yeah. of like you know like survival 100%. mode, right. And 100%. the the kind of traits that you need, right, to be like a survivor, right, and to fight, right, are necessary. They run they kind of run counter, right, to a lot right. of things that absolutely we want on the left side. So I I and and that's something that you know like that that human being almost doesn't exist. I can guarantee you that like, you know, like when I'm in, you know, when it's like war mode, right? You just kind of need to kind of kill it, right? It's very difficult to hang on to like, you know, like the other parts of you, right? That are also there. And so I think that that's that balance, you know? Like I think yeah. that as a nation, how do we manage that? So so then that comes to my, I guess, flows to my answer. Like I think that at the end of the day, I, I would hope that, you know, we are, we are open-minded, right? I think that humility is very important. But I also think that being able to to balance these sides, right, of that, if you think about Singaporeans as a personality type, right, yeah. how do we kind of like balance it? You know, so hopefully we find some balance there that like, you know, that there isn't um, a point where we, we take our place here for granted, right? And then at the same time, you know, having the humility to kind of like also understand that, you know, so there's that self-awareness there. Right. Yeah, that, that, that's uh, that, that's great. Can I share a personal yes, story? Yeah, good. so I have, a, I have a huge problem, huge problem, right, with... Uh, everybody gets a gold medal during sports day. Yeah. So that, so, so <laughs> Huge <laughs> problem with that. I feel that that takes out yeah. The, yeah. the the competitive edge of people. Yeah. So when I went to my son's sports day, he was in N2. I saw everybody got a medal. The person who walked, the person who ran. And then I went to the PT, the parents' teachers meeting, right? Then I told the teacher, I, I have a huge problem with this. That, oh, we're encouraging participation. But what you're telling people, oh, don't try hard. You'll still get the same thing as a person who tried hard, right? 
And then are you surprised when a person goes, when you grow up, when you bring such a person up, right? That person, the first instance of failure, right? oh my God, the world is against me. And then there's all sorts of what? Quiet quitting. I don't know what. Okay. <laughs> Cancel it. Sorry. Cancel it. Cancel it. Cancel it. Are you surprised? Are you surprised by this, right? Then there's no, when we are the ones, no, but if the younger generation, if we think our generation feels the younger generation is strawberry, that's our fault. We have created the conditions for for this strawberry nature, right? So so I feel like yes, I want the kinder, the justice, all of that. But I also want I don't want to reward a person. I tell my son right, when he plays football, so he plays semi competitive league, right? I tell Japanese him you rules, win, huh? <laughs> not that level <laughs> no, yet, okay. right? I tell him you win, you cry, you lose, you also cry. You must have that. You must defeat must hurt you. Mm. If it doesn't hurt you, right? Then don't don't play this. Do something else. Play Xbox or whatever it is, right? Don't play and don't... And I think if we are shielding them from defeats when they are growing up, they will not... It will not develop their character. The parents' first instinct, right, is always to protect. Oh, yeah. yeah. But that's... That's dangerous. <laughs> to shield that person. So we must guard against our natural parental yeah. instinct. Yeah. It's harder... It's easier said than done. It's very oh, yeah. hard to implement. It's I struggle with it on a daily basis. Yeah. I, I, I guess one way you could kind of like, I mean, just, just to build from that, you, you look at kind of like inclusiveness, right? Um, you know, it, it's also kind of recognizing that there is a place and for, you know, in our society for different types of people. And what I mean by that is that, you know, it extends beyond kind of like, obviously you have, you know, you, between, you know, gender, sexual orientation, for sure, right? But what I, what I mean by that also is that I think for society to function, right, you need a good mix of, of people, Right, so you, you need people who are maybe borderline sociopathic that can kind of like take the country to the next level, and then we also need to accept that that comes with certain things that are yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. To, to, to be right? to be very clear, and then you need to have you know like people who don't want to kind of do that, but you yeah. know like are very happy kind of like you know like you know um fulfilling the other roles, and and then there needs to be a place for that. So oh, like you absolutely. know that, that is yeah. the. I guess yeah. idealistic, la, you know, utopia, you know. No, no, no. no. <laughs> and and to, be so, clear, uh, to be clear, it's very our, practical. Yeah, it's yeah. very clear. Yeah. Very, 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 and, and I would argue that the yeah. real competition across nations is the middle upper class. Yeah. The, yeah. the smart working professionals that are like pushing the frontier. Yeah. You know, these guys are the one bringing in the bread. Everyone else is doing a lot of other things that are important, right? But the real tip of the spear uh, is, is this bunch of people. Mm. What At least what I hope is that we can shift the baseline higher mm. where even if you're not right. part of this tip of the spear, just so happened because of, you know, skill set, circulation outward. Because mm. last time, forklift driver were very right. important, right? right? And right. now they are like, not important well, now, anymore. Now, now we chat, chat GPT, we die already. Yeah, right. Right. exactly, right. exactly. Right. So, right. so, these things changes and there will be a bunch of people that are the tip of the spear and they will forever yeah. be, be the real competition. Yeah. But for yeah. everyone else, can we shift that baseline a little bit higher mm. so that mm. we can all live in, you know, um, some sort of dignity and comfort. La. At, the, at the bare minimum. And of yeah. course, uh, comfort is a word that you can... Blah, 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 oh, you, but you but get dignity one, yeah. is such an important word. Yeah. I think people do not realise that poverty can take away... It doesn't necessarily, but it can take away human dignity, especially when you have to ask. Mm. You have mm. to ask people for money, right? It can take away your, your mm. own dignity. Yeah. So, yeah. Because to me, I think nobody really talk about this, you know, in, in this way. At this point in time, in the local landscape, and I think it's a it's an important discussion, you know, mm. to to recognize lah. So yeah, thank you, thank you for your time. Oh, thank you. Lovely, like, lovely. Thanks, thanks for your pleasure. time. Pleasure. Yeah. Yeah.
Hey, I hope you're enjoying this budget series brought to you by Rice Media and the Financial Folk. And if you like what we do, like, share, subscribe, follow our socials. Everything is in the description below. And meanwhile, take care. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.